Hello everyone, welcome to Christian Professionals Network. My name is Chimio Kuala and this is a platform where we raise, train and teach ethical, excellent professionals to take over their respective industries and sectors by applying practical Bible-based principles. Um, normally we put out this podcast every week and it usually goes out most times in the morning on the West Africa time zone but sometimes it also goes out later in the day like today and honestly i have had a very long day today very long work day for meetings training sessions engagement and um uh, whatnot and but yes diligence is one of the major things that drives us here on this platform as professionals as our watchword we we are diligent we are excellent we give our best and then we trust god to bless it and to basically lease it or should I say, top it up with his favor, and that makes us outstanding. Um, today, I want to be talking about um, a message that I titled Point of Peace, and it was actually inspired by a chat that we had on the community platform, I think yesterday. We we're having just a random, spontaneous lunch, lunch break chat on the group. And I was like, okay, how's everyone doing? How are you? And one of our community members, amazing, amazing person, basically just goes like, oh, work is going on well. Happy with the peace and joy that comes with the knowledge that my life and output can naturally preach the gospel. And it just hits me. I just, it was such a beautiful message. And I was like, wow. And it's important for us to always remember and realize that the entirety of our lives is the message. Our professional lives, our personal lives, marital lives, every area of our lives is a message. It's not just one expression, maybe the expression of what you do in church or expression of what you do through a particular platform, maybe um, an initiative, an impact initiative or something. That is not the only thing that is ministry. The entirety of our lives, how we work, how we engage with colleagues, how we engage with people in our personal lives, how we do our work, the quality of output, everything, the entirety of our lives is, it's, it's a message. And I hope that we are always conscious of that. And that basically inspired me to a message that I call point of peace. And have you ever been in a position where you are trusting God for something and literally desperation wants to finish you? Let me tell my own story because here also we're very, we're authentic, we're real, we're practical and we apply the scriptures to actually achieve real results and we can basically, we can, we can talk through the process of how it happened. The learnings, the experience, the mistakes and of course the testimonies. So there was a time uh, I was trusting God for a job offer which I really, really wanted then. And I was hoping for, and I believed I was going to get, I had gotten my scriptures. So most times when I'm going through a recruitment process for a role that I'm very interested in, of anything really, anything significant in my career, um, the milestones that God has helped me achieve so far, I always have scriptures. He gives me scriptures. I go looking for them or he inspires them to me. I shall basically always have a word or two or several that I am standing on. That's why I said that the results we achieve, we literally apply practical. You know, like you literally take the word, you apply it, and you can say, This is what I did. 
this is the scripture I was standing on. This is what God said. This is what the Holy Spirit opened my eyes to see. And these are the actions he inspired me to take. Because it's not just seeing. He will not tell you what to do, who to engage, the stakeholder to reach out to, or the action to take, or the skill set to develop, or the professional um, development pathway you should go on. He will basically inspire to action in line with bringing that scripture to fruition. So, this one had gotten my word, gotten the scriptures, messages I knew was mine. Of course, the shortlisting process started. I knew when it was down to, I think, about three of us back then, and then two, and then I knew I had been selected. The body language, everything, the final decision maker, the hiring man, like literally, I knew already that this is mine. And I was excited, very excited. I can't like, oh, find I thank you. This is a dream come true. This is like, I've not gotten the physical offer or the official letter, but I already knew. One, I was standing on the wall. Two, of course, I put in the work. You need to see the way I prefer, prepare for inter- interviews. Even the ones that I did not get the job in the past, the interviews that I've attended, I am almost sure I literally saved every sense of humility. I try to make myself as unforgettable as possible. I prepare for interviews like I am going to prepare for relocation examination. I take my time. I pray. I study. I research in depth. I ask. I find out who in my LinkedIn connection that I know that I know that I know that works there to find out relevant information. What are the gaps? What's the areas of of where are the pain points? What are the issues? And of course, relating to the role that I'm applying for. I I, I remember. <laughs> I remember when I went for a, an, a particular interview for a role that God, of course, gave me back then too. And I also really wanted that job, multinational job and all. And apparently, I hear that the hiring manager was blown away because, of course, I put in the work and most importantly, God has given me favor with the hiring manager and it was a case of, oh, this is a candidate, this is a candidate. However, the hiring manager's manager, so who is also a key decision maker, was not really convinced the that key decision maker thought otherwise but the hiring manager was convinced that oh this is the person that she wanted and he needed to also see me basically i think it was between me and maybe one or two i think well yeah it was three of us for that one i'll still come back to the other story for the letter i was expecting i know today is a, that kind of day because honestly i am exhausted i've had a very long day so i need to keep up the energy and most importantly share the experience that led to today's message in addition to the message i was put on the community that was inspired by someone on our um, platform so and he goes like by by the time i was of course he asked questions i came prepared i'd researched i had gotten markets insights knowledge that was i go beyond the website because i know sometimes we just go to the website nope i do extensive searches i ask questions of course information that's available it's not like i'm now going to go or private investigator information that is not should not be accessible no i basically do extensive search and then he asked questions i was responding i was answering and then it was not time for me to ask my own questions that's one of those times you actually get to shine in interviews the quality of the questions you ask and how you basically craft it because if you're asking the questions and of course they're giving answers and all that you should basically have a recommendation that's another tip you ask the question you're expecting that they'll give you an answer at times you already know this answer but you just also want to show your intelligence and don't ask a question that's an obvious question that looks like you didn't think literally you just went to the first five lines on their website and you ask the question when everybody in the room knows that you know the answer or something now nah. ask intelligent questions that show some level of depth 
and then when they provide the answer you basically off the answer given to you also basically just butter it up as in like put another layer of recommendation or commendation on it not just okay thank you oh no thank you for saying that i totally agree and i see the point that blah 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 blah, blah. i also think it's possible you might it might not even be a recommendation as i said either a recommendation or a commendation just put that extra layer of excellence that those are the things these are things that kind of make you unforgettable and give people indelible experiences whether you get that job or not so he was unsure i didn't even know at the time but of course he would not basically invite me for a final level interview and say i'm not i'm not sure you know candidate i want but yeah every manager wants you. you know so i didn't know but i came extra prepared and the questions i asked him so i asked the first one he answered and it was in the meeting with the director of i think human resources at the time by the time i asked the second question literally he muttered it under his breath and i heard it was like wow you really came prepared and this is a very senior person he was an executive in the organization and I was like, wow, you really came prepared. No, 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 no. Do you really think I'm playing? <laughs> and of course, God gave me the job. And it was after I had joined the system, there was an issue. There was a lot of drama and all that. And then he told me that honestly, that he was one of the strongest oppositions there to my recruitment when I was being hired. And that was why there were like extra layers of interview because he was not convinced. But of course, by the time I left the system, or oh, I was through with that system, he, he totally, his mindset changed. He was not, he was beyond 360, right? He got to see and really get to know me and my work. And basically, of course, God gave me favor, not without his difficulties. Because at times, you know, when we have favor, just assume that it's going to be smooth, seamless, no trouble, no difficult. No, at times, favor used to put you in trouble. Ask Daniel. Oh God, am I digressing now? Wax Danielo, his favor that, entered, that carried him into lions then because God made him to be brimming with spirit and intelligence. Go and read Daniel chapter 6. Brimming with spirit and intelligence, so that's what led him to that lions then. Favor can, in quotes, cause you trouble, not the bad way, but the thing is, as long as you stay faithful and God's favor is on your life, you always come out on top. Because there's went to the lions then, but it's people that threw him there, both them and their family members. That were eating up. Lion did not touch him and he came out and promotion was waiting for him on the other side. Let's not even go there. Back to where I was going. I feel like we've gone like three layers of conversations, but today we're just just we're just gisting. Because we're committed to doing this every week, regardless of how we feel or how busy work has been. <laughs> so by the time I was leaving, that was when he told me. And guess what? In the next job, one of the next jobs that I basically had after that role. And they were requesting for a referee from that system. He was the one that was my referee and the feedback that he gave after he had now experienced and worked with me, even though he felt otherwise. But even with the doubts, because I came so prepared for the interview, it was hard for him to refute that, oh, no, 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 I was right. She's not the candidate. Literally, he muttered it under his breath like, Oh my goodness, you really came prepared. Wow, no, he said, the way he said, he said, wow, you really came prepared for this interview. That's what he said. So, back to my point on the letter and point of peace. I waited for this letter. I was excited. I already knew that I've made an indelible impression. I know I'm unforgettable. And then to top it all up, 
I have God on my side. I'm favored. I knew. So I then tell you, Father, I thank you. And of course, I got to my scriptures and everything. I was excited. The excitement moved to frustration. The excitement, like, okay, I know God has done this thing, but God, where's the letter? Why is it taking so long? It really doesn't take that long to print a letter. You just need to put it in the mind of the people that matter. And they wake up one day and they send me my offer letter. Like, it can't take that long. God, why is this thing delaying? Heavy frustration. Frustration escalated into desperation. See the way I was moving on. I'm telling you, this happened to me. For I moved from excitement to frustration, like high-level frustration. I was like, God, why will you give somebody something you now hold it as in? Are you literally... <laughs> Are you literally trying to tease me with it? Like, I've felt it, I've seen it, I've touched it, I've had the final conversation, and I've literally gotten the informal green light. Why is this? Are you, why, are, you, are you messing with me? That was from excitement to, I moved to that frustration because it felt like it was taking too long. Like, do let us take this long. Just tell me, confirm formally. Let me know that I have this. I moved from frust- to frustration. From frustration, I moved to desperation. I got... I said calling, I sending messages to the HR, which is not good because as much as you don't want to act like or feign indifference for a role that you have gone through the entire recruitment process, that would just, that's irresponsible. All these things they say, act like you don't really care. Mm-mm. If you really, if you don't really care, then make it obvious that you don't. That's like the very early stages. Maybe you're still trying to check out the system and compare with where you're, you're currently at and you're, you're currently at and if you want to go and all that. But if you have gone like... You have, you have basically gone very far in the process and to the point where offers are being made or medical examinations are being done, you can't still be forming like, oh, I'm not sure I want you people, but you want me. Nah, it's not. It's Recruitment is a two-way street. You need to want to be a part of the organization as much as the organization wants you to be a part of it. So, of course, in my mind, I was like, but at the same time, you don't, you don't want to exude desperation. Like, I really want to be part of this place so bad. It's a case of, where are you running from? What did you do where you are? Why are you so desperate to leave? As much as we want to have you, but... Desperation scares and just really scares off any, 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 any quality stakeholder who will be put off or scared by desperation. Have you ever tried sending something in desperation? Even if it's the most expensive or valuable thing. Question is, why in a hurry to dispose of it? What is wrong with it? People now start looking for faults. So I literally entered desperation with God, though, and almost extended it to the recruiter. It's just the Holy Spirit was just helping me. And maybe I'll send a message today. And then three days or four weeks, no, not up to four weeks. Maybe one week after, I'll just want to send around. The Holy Spirit was like, no, the rule is two weeks. At least that's what I thought it used to be there. Well, believe it used to be or that kind of unspoken way. I don't know if it's written anywhere, but I know that mentally it was a case of when you have engagements, don't reach out earlier than two weeks and things like that. I don't know what obtains now. That's one area I don't have the most up-to-date information. But basically, I just had that mental note of two weeks. And one week after, I want to be like, you know, I was almost acting out the desperation I felt in my mind. And the desperation I felt was going like, God, just give me this thing already now. I'm not going to do anything else. Literally, it felt like I put my life on hold at that point. Just because I felt like nothing else was going to make me happy at that point like i'm not going to be happy until i get this letter some of you might feel that way like i'm not going to be happy until this big increase that has been promised or I, that i deserve or this promotion that i deserve you have probably set a target or a goal for yourself beginning of the year and you have worked so hard towards it or even maybe spilled over or carried over from last year it was brought forward sorry from last year and nobody's saying anything I'm like no oh god at that point i'm not going to do anything 
to give. I literally was at that point. I was not interested in doing anything else significant or impactful with my life. Or like this letter. It's like, is, is this letter now your God? I'm like, it's not really my God, but I'm just saying that you are God. You have given it to me. So just give it to me. I don't really like all this dilly dally. I'm not, I'm not even joking. That was how I felt. I was not doing things seriously in other areas of my life because I was waiting that you must give me this letter. And that was when it hit me. But I, you know, it's one thing when you know these things when they are said. It's another thing when you experience these things. So there's a preacher whom I love so much. Just my, she said that, you know, the best time to, the best time to apply what, basically when you're going through something, right? The best advice you can get is what you would have given somebody else if they were the ones going through it. So when you're going through something, just ask yourself, what would I have told someone that is going through this? Go and do that, <laughs> which is very hard at times. Because it's easier when you're the one on the other side trying to talk to the person going through it. So, of course, I've always known that desperation is never God's modus operandi. That you cannot um, twist God. You cannot force his hand. You cannot threaten God. I know all those things. But, man, at that point, I was desperate. And I have this very conversational approach to my relationship with God. So, I was I was clear to this I need this. I know I'm not supposed to be desperate. I'm desperate. Just make the exception for me. Honestly, that's how I felt. I'm like, just make the exception. I know. I know I'm not supposed to be this to me, but I'm like this now. And it's like, I was acting like, like, my mind is not going to come down. Just give it to me so my mind can come down. Let me really do other things I want to do for you. Can't you just allow this? <laughs> I'm laughing at myself now. But honestly, that was the way I felt. I'm telling you honestly, that was the way I felt. I went into that full tra- tantrum mode. I'll be throwing tantrums at the Holy Spirit <laughs> because why can't you just get this people to give me this letter? You know how much this is affecting me. You know how much I want it. And you already have given it to me. I found it in your word. Why are you taking so long to release it? Man, how did Abraham do it? You need to ask him when we get to heaven. How many years did he wait for? It's not 25 years again. How many years was it? This corrects me if I'm wrong. Hmm. So... After a finish throwing tantrums, God is never, never bound by our terms and conditions. As in the day you find that, that your point of peace eh, is at your point of surrender. You see where you get to that junction called surrender? Like John 3.30, which is the scripture that I'm going to focus on today. It's a very short um, phrase. It says, he must become greater and I must become less. The NLT says, <laughs> he must become greater and greater, and I must become less and less. Until you get to that point of surrender. Hmm? Your point of peace begins from your point of surrender. Like, okay. No, just, um, let's be honest. The way we always like to, uh, the way we try to juxtapose with Bible stories, Jesus had his own experience to this episode. God, I don't want this. My own was, I want this thing so bad. I need it. In fact, literally, I need it to be happy. I'm not joking. I literally, I think I must have told you this, but I need it to be happy. I'm not going to be happy this period until you just release this letter that you have given me. But Jesus had his own episode when he kept praying to God. I don't, I think, is it Luke 20? Is it 22 or 24? Like, I don't want to drink this cup. This journey, this cross journey is not, I don't want. I don't want. I don't. He literally was praying for the cup to pass over him. He was praying for that job role, for that job delivery. For that task to to be skipped over that was how badly he didn't want to go to the cross because he knew the weight he was like 
take this job script, take this delivery booth away from my task, my task sheets. He prayed, prayed, prayed. After a while, he took us to the point of surrender. Say he had prayed blood. <laughs> Sweat was like blood dropping. He said, nevertheless, not what I will, but thine. Your point of peace. As I typed you this point of peace. When that amazing community member put that message out, in my mind, I could just feel like, since like she put out that response, it was just a simple how are you question. But it just felt like she put out that response from a point of peace, like knowing that my life is a message and God, God's got me. No matter what is going on, no matter how media appraisers is going to look. Of course, we give up. Let's say to that one, we're not lazy people here. I'm sure people already know. Excellence is a mandate. Because you're a Christian professional, you must be excellent. Let's say to that one, you must do all to stand and then stand and then allow God's favor to speak. However, I know this. I realize that your point of peace eh, begins at your point of surrender. It says, I may become lesser and lesser and it becomes greater and greater. I must. Notice the word is a must. It's a mandate. As long as you're a Christian professional, it's not um, subjective. It's not open for deliberation. It's not a negotiation. It's not to be analyzed. It is a mandate. I must decrease so that he will increase. I was throwing tantrum. I was desperate. Like, and I think I was more frustrated because I knew that he had done it. Question is, why are you taking so long to give it to me? And you know how I feel about this. I literally halted everyone. I, I made it clear to the Holy Spirit that I was not going to be genuinely happy. <laughs> I'm laughing at myself now. But I'm telling you the truth. This was what I did and said. I have this very honest and transparent relationship with God because who am I really kidding? Even the ones I think I'm hiding in my mind, he has seen it already. He sees, he, he says, Lord, you have searched my heart. David said, you have searched my heart. You know me. You know me. You know me more than I know myself. So I've decided I'm going to really stop trying to sound pious <laughs> to the God whose righteousness justifies me in the first place. So how I feel, that's how I tell him. I will speak. This thing, you know, no, be as in, I was proper and plain honest until I got to the point of exhaustion. So check out this journey. I moved from excitement of knowing that you had done it <laughs> to frustration, to desperation. And then I got to exhaustion. It doesn't always have to be the journey at times. For some people kind of get it. Maybe they move from excitement. If frustration wants to set in, they curry with the scriptures and all that. And they stay there until they get to the point of peace through surrender. They stay in constant... We all have different journeys. There are sometimes I have stayed on excitement until my um, 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 promise materializes. But for this particular one, I literally moved from excitement to, exo- to excitement to frustration to desperation. I remember the feelings to exhaustion. I was tired. I was tired. I was upset. I was tired. But I also realized what I already knew. It just came. To, it, God just reaffirmed it again. That. God does not respond to desperation or tantrums. It will always, everything it does for you, will always be on his terms and conditions. If he has promised you promotion, or he has promised you start earning a foreign currency, whether it's USD or GBP or any currency that you're trusting him for, or that you're going to be earning a certain amount. At times, God can tell you as a Christian professional that this is the exact amount you'll be earning in X time, that over the next X time, this is the amount or this is the range they are literally going to be taking home. And then he will not tell you the skill set because he will not just tell you, I'm not going to rejoice and can sit down and fold your hands. No, mm-mm. it's not magic, it's miracle. 
favor and labor. Aha. They now tell you the skill set to de- to develop, the skills to learn, the 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 network to build or to become a part of, the mentors to get. He will show you how to also put yourself on the path to enable him bring that to fruition. But I have realized in all this that God does not respond to our desperation or tantrums to always be on his terms and conditions. And I also realized, if you heard nothing, I know this is a slightly long post. This almost feels like a makeup for the clubhouse meeting that we did not have last month. Your point of peace qualifies you to receive fully from God. When you get to that point, honestly, I'm not even joking. This is my own real practical experience in my career journey. After I finished throwing tantrums, I was exhausted. And I realized, I've always known, maybe part of my frustration was the fact that, God, but you know I have no other option. It's not like in my plan B, C, D, E, or F. I literally have no other option because that I have come this far is because you brought me. So any further I will go is because you will take me. In this my career journey, I'm clear. Even if I'm not 100% clear about that in any other area of my life, which I hope is not the case. <laughs> but honestly... My career journey, one of the reasons why I, I, I take God's word so seriously is because I know without a shadow of doubt, I have come this far because he brought me and I will go even further because he's taking me and he will keep taking me and he promises to take me. So I was exhausted. I, maybe I, that was, I was also frustrated and feeling so desperate because I felt like, what was my alternative? Like, I put on, you know, I, I remember they were like, oh, is this how the disciples felt when they said, we have left everything and we have followed you? Like, we don't have any other option. We've carried all our eggs and put in this basket called Jesus. And you're telling us that what to happen. <laughs> so when I moved to that exhaustion, eh? From exhaustion, when I was tired, I'm like, I'm tired. Now I surrender. I entered that. Nevertheless, we don't pray, pray. I've done that. My own was frustration. Jesus was praying. Me, I was throwing tantrums. I'm not even gonna. Jesus was praying that the cup will pass over him. Me, I was throwing tantrums and demanding my letter <laughs> with emotions. <laughs> I'm actually laughing at myself. And when I got to the point of exhaustion, I now switched to peace. I'm like, you know what? I know that if you don't give me this thing, I'm not gonna get it. But you are more important to me. I now started focusing on where he had brought me from and the things he had done and the promises that he even delivered without me asking. The ones he gave me that I didn't even demand for but he knew I needed. I just said rest. Of course, I was still... I still had the tugs of frustration, desperation. I really want this but I just got to the point I realized that if God does not give it to me, I'm not going to get it and I probably don't want it for any other alternative means. So I just... I was at peace and like, God, it's fine. If you don't give it to me, it's okay. We're still here. We're still going to talk. We're still going to, like, what other option do I have but you? And I just got to that point of peace. I kid you not. I literally am not kidding. I'm not sure if it was more than days after I got to that point of peace. The letter that I had literally moved from excitement to frustration to desperation to force God's hand to get and to exhaustion. By the time I moved to the point of surrender, I literally got to that junction called surrender after I'd gotten to the end of my exhaustion and tantrums and now moved to peace. Like, God, I'm good. 
you and I are good. Yeah, I wasn't happy about that. You could have just given it to me, but you'll always be ultimate. You'll always be the infinite. So I'm good. I trust you, literally. And you know the funny thing? You can't pretend to be at the point of peace. At times, to accelerate the process. I think I tried to do that. Because when I was not desperate, and this video was like, have you not learned, as in this your journey, don't you know that this your desperation cannot really help you or give you anything? I was like, I'm not there. I'm at peace. I'm not desperate. I'm not desperate. <laughs> you know when you're trying to pretend that you're in a state that you're not? You're wasting your time. You can't pretend to be at a point of peace just to think that it can accelerate the process. At times, for some of us, at times, it's a journey. You literally go through that journey and ask the Holy Spirit to help you through every phase of what you feel. But when you get there, when you truly get to that junction called surrender that now crosses you over to the point of peace, hmm? both you and God will know that you're truly there. The Spirit of God searches our hearts. You and God, you might be able to be like, you know at times, we can pretend and speak Christianese and feign like we're in faith. Oh yeah, I'm trusting God. But your heart, you're angry. You're not trusting God, nothing. You're frustrated. In fact, you're doubting that, hey, this is a very, very bold promise. Who is, how is God planning to do this? You know the way Mary felt? Eh? When the angel came to greet her and said, good tidings, you that bless her. She said, what do you want? What do you want? This greeting. This greeting is pregnant. Please, please, please. What do you want? Now look. She's like, what have I What do you want? What do you want? And he started, you know, literally started out the, the conversations with the impossible. She said, how can these things be? What, what's the problem? <laughs> and then he stayed with her and walked her through the process and journey. Until she got to that point of peace where she said, you know what? Be it unto me according to your word. I'm not going to try to keep figuring it out on my own anymore. As he has said it, let it be. Because she that said it will bring it to pass. What do you need me to do? My womb, baby, take it. And this has, that's Mario. Mary speaking. Speaking, <laughs> um, speaking uh, like what maybe refer speaking in reference to Mary, please emphasis. <laughs> so, yeah. By the time I got to the point of peace, I'm not joking. I don't think it took up to a week for something that I had taken at that point about or over a month, and I had not gotten it. But immediately I got to my point of peace. Within days, he gave it to me. And I just smiled. I had got to that point of God. I don't want what I don't want what you don't give. No matter how much I want it, I trust you to give me what I need. And the only way I can get this thing is from you. And truly, it will always and first be about you. I had pretended to be there at some point in my desperation. Like, God, but you know I'm not desperate. I'm there. I'm there. I trust you. I trust you. you know I use this job and say, but you know now. You know. You know. I was literally trying to swindle God. No, he said when I've already said I will not be happy until I get the job, and that's how I used to serve him. As in, like I was, I was pretending to be at the point of peace, hoping that it will accelerate the process. But you can never pretend to be at that point of peace. When you get there, truly, when you get there, you and God will know that you are there. And most times, it's then when you're no longer worrying, you're not, you're not frustrated, you're not anxious, and then God brings it to you. And then it just makes you love him more, it makes you appreciate him more, it makes you honor him more, it makes you fear him more, it makes you reverence him more. It just pulls you closer to him because the truth is who you are who we are to God as his children is more important than whatever he does for us because it is first about who we are to him. Imagine if my father 
is the owner of all the biggest companies in the world. Do you really think I'm ever going to suffer on a job? Do you ever really think I'm going to work in nothing short of the best places? And this is a human father, let alone the heavenly father who loves me beyond any capacity that human beings could possibly comprehend. So that point of peace is very important. Very, very important. Is your important access to receiving from God. You can't threaten God. You can't um, you can't throw tantrums. Your desperation does not move him. Once you get to that point of peace. And honestly, part of me feels like it was probably the journey Abraham was going through. That whole 20-something years. And guess what? Getting there also builds your faith. It makes you trust God. Is there anything God has who promised me now that I, ooh, I, I'm not showing people that not true tantrums again? We'll see the Holy Spirit is helping me, but <laughs> is helping me, but it just took me to a, a whole new level of trust and love for him beyond what I already knew he had given me, but which now came to fruition. Like I had not, I now had my physical evidence in my hand. But it's more about but I love you, Sha. This God, I love you. Oh yeah, let's do this. Your point of peace will always be the point where you start receiving the true promises. Has He promised you any form of promotion, um, a new role, a new job, what, whatever it is, has led your spirit, some kind of earning, with different currency, or anything? Don't get desperate. Even if you go through those journey, no matter what you do, if you're at any point, whether it's excitement anxiety, desperation, frustration, or even a face that I did not feel. Whatever you do, just make sure that you ask the Holy Spirit to help you to get to the point of peace where you can now be fully qualified to receive evidently the promise that he has given you. And I pray that this message would yield results that would transform not just your career, but your entire life the best in jesus mighty name amen thank you people so much for being exhausted honestly i was so tired i didn't even know that we we're going to go normally we do 20 minutes so for those that are listening for the first time we typically do an average of 20 so 15 to 20 minutes for our weekly podcast but today and i thought i was so exhausted that i was going to do maybe like 10 or 15 minutes honestly I was like, ah, this podcast is a 15 minutes something because i've had a really long long day well, here I am. We have now done 34 minutes. Almost feels like Clubhouse. Normally, it's on Clubhouse. I will do one hour, one hour plus. Because that one also is usually more interactive. So, if you don't follow us on Clubhouse, please do. Christian Professionals Network. We go, we try to be on Clubhouse monthly. But last month, we were not on Clubhouse. So, um, CPNers, please take this as your Clubhouse message that we did not get last month. I have redeemed it officially through this 35-minute podcast. Because you know that our podcast normally run for 20 15 minutes so please take this as my redemption <laughs> of the one that was not done last month but yeah i i felt like this message we didn't get to get out and um, i believe it to bless someone and thank you to the amazing person that inspired this through just a random chat message that we had yesterday god bless you and i pray also that you will stay at your point of peace if you have gotten there and if you're on your journey to your point of peace that you will get there you will not fall off the wayside you will not break down you will get there and you enjoy the fullness fullness of god's blessing in your career path and in your life in jesus name 
Amen. Bye. Bye, people. Touch base again next week. And if you want to reach out to us, please feel free to connect with us on um, Vagimil, Professionals network at gmail.com and we are also now on instagram yay we have another platform so we're basically going in gradually because we need to build capacity also to basically maintain and grow this platform so yes we're now on instagram christian professionals network please feel free to follow us and um follow the weekly snippets that we put out there for now too god bless you bye